Long Gone is here Thursday. You're listening to this on Friday. Damn, TGIF, bro. I'm back in Cali. I just did a workout. I hit the sauna, cold shower. I got the layered in my cup. I'm feeling good. Damn, the vibe has shifted. Senor TJ has returned. Do, do not, Luckily, do not <laughs> say the vibe has shifted, please. Luckily, I'm I'm wearing one of those new um, Mew Mew uh, mini skirts for this podcast. Are you uh, you and Nicole Kidman the same size? You know, I I'm I'm a little bit bigger, but luckily, um, my stylist called it in for me, and we kind of had it ready for the show. She's a little more snatched than you are. You're like a 26. She's like a 24. Unfortunately, like yes. But luckily, I'm much younger. You know, by 20 years. So, you know, and, and and that's no shots at Nicole or my dog, Keith Urban. 20? You think Nicole Kidman's 60 years old? She's probably mid-50s. I mean, she's lying, whatever whatever she says. It says 54, so that means she's really 56, right? Yeah, so she's, I mean, like... Also, she's 5'11", so you guys are about the same height. Also, she's born in Honolulu, Hawaii. This is, this is all fucked up. <laughs> Have you been to the movie? You ever been to the AMC movie theater where... You got Nicole Kidman doing that fucking crazy ass commercial about how going to the movies is sick. No, I don't go to the movies very often, so I, I wouldn't. Dude, I mean, it, it became it, w- it was like a, a talked about thing outside of. It was one of her best performances. Every time, like the only time I go to the movie, I've been to the movie twice in the last two years because of COVID, obviously, and also you know, I just I just forget. Why would you go to the movies when you can stay at home with Disney Plus? I agree, Jesse. <laughs> i agree that's another thing fuck disney <laughs> but um yeah we need yeah i have that on my notes today talking about adult D- disney did adults. you see did you see that they're opening that that they're opening like a living space like you can live at disney world i like how you uh how you call a a, a housing community you call it living space and <laughs> no I, I mean it's yeah it's, yeah they're yeah pre-planned community we'll get into that with our guests what I, I'm, I'm digressing sorry. here what were we okay so nicole kidman the commercial is is nicole kidman because i mean i'm always once i go to the movie theater i'm an experiential guy of course you, you do you, do you not go to those do you go to the 4d ones where the the seats shake and you get smells like you can smell burning rubber i've been i've been to 4dx a few times that's i mean if there's if if you think there's a, a another way to see Sonic the Hedgehog in the theaters, <laughs> did you did you actually see that shit, you dumbass? Yeah, well, I mean, I went to the 40x. They have it here downtown at the LA Live. You, you're telling me that you went to LA Live, you went to downtown LA <laughs> to see Sonic the Hedgehog in 4DX. That's something you paid for. Marijuana is a hell of a drug, Chris. But the thing is, like the the thing is, when you see a 4DX movie. It, it turns whatever you're seeing into, you know, a roller coaster ride. So, sure, sure, not, sure. you know, they're not going to do the Lost Daughter 4DX. It's not going to have a whole lot of action going on other than, you know, the splashing of the ocean waves or something. But <laughs> you got to see, like, you know, Fast and the Furious, Star Wars, you know, some yeah, type of yeah, some action. thing going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. I've, so I've seen Star Wars at, in 40X oh or some God. bullshit like that. Oh, my God. And I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I hate it. But then Sonic... I mean, first of all, Sonic. It's not a bad. It's not a bad movie for what it is. Like expectations are low, kind of like uh, Paddington. You know how everyone says like Paddington Two is like actually a sick ass movie. It's kind of the yeah. Same people vibe. say a lot of stuff, Jason. People say <laughs> a lot of stuff every day, and and I usually disagree with them. And this is a case where I'm going to continue that trend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to even bother attempting to try to convince you <laughs> to ever do. You're trying this. to convince. You're literally trying to c- convince hundreds of thousands of people right now to go see no, Sonic. No, no, no. Sonic is well. First of all, it's already out of theaters, and it's tough because the guy who does the voice <laughs> for Sonic, he's like pretty dorky, but. 
He is also very talented. Anyway, I'm digressing again. Who is did BJ did BJ Novak do the voice for Sonic? Don't come from my my king BJ. Shout out to BJ. We hope you're listening as always, and don't, it'll be only a matter of time and, until we get your fat little ass on this podcast. I'm going to be breaking bread with BJ at the San Vicente bungalows and momentarily once Mayor did once, they accept your bribe to become a once member? Mayor's off tour. Uh, no, I I haven't received word yet, but I'm hopeful. Um, I talked to supply chain. I, well, I talked to my advisors and I spoke to the kind of the committee and they're, they're saying it's looking good for me, but I don't want to, I don't want to jinx that by talking about it with you on the podcast. Don't count your chickens before they've hatched and, and mentioning that you work with me in any capacity will not assist you in your, in your efforts to join the San Vicente bungalows. I'm, I'm very aware that my connection to you only brings me down and your, mm-hmm. your connection to me only brings you up, but I'm okay with that. I've been on record to poo pooing their food. And their menu, sure. But anyway, Nicole Kidman, I'm in the movie theater. I'm high as a Georgia pine. I'm off the edible. I'm off the pre-roll. Shout out to Aries, a great clothing company who collaborated with Pure Beauty to make <laughs> some very fashionable pre-rolls. They sent the I'm pack. Familiar, I'm familiar with Aries. Yeah, great brand. Aries is a great brand, and I was smoking some great a great doink last night as I got back into Cali. You were smoking the you were smoking that Cali Kush. I took three quarters of an Aries pre roll to the fucking dome. You can only take three quarters of pre pre roll, bro. Are you that's really not that bad, bitch made? bro? Come on, no, come on, burn that shit down till it hits your fingers. I want to see. <laughs> I want your fingers charred up. I want your fingernails looking like. I'm getting there. Look. I'm a I'm a creature of routine just like you and I've been out of practice. I was traveling internationally and you know I don't like to bring flour through customs. No, I understand. So while you were gentrifying uh CDMX, you <laughs> you weren't you were only smoking mole. No, no. No. <laughs> I, was, flour. I was only having smoked caterpillar <laughs> mole okay, reduction. Okay. So anyways, you're in the movie theater and Nicole Kidman comes on yeah. and she and it's like a very like they spent a lot of money on this. Like it's a very it's like a Super Bowl commercial level. Nicole's like, Nicole's beauty, you know, glam uh, on its own is probably a hundred. Yeah. You know, any any woman who's from Hawaii, they have this just natural beauty to them. They just it's glow true. just yeah. like Nicole. Nothing, nothing says Hawaiian <laughs> like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, She's <laughs> my Tongan princess. I would love to bore, get off my Delta one flight in Honolulu and just be greedy by nicole kidman's pasty ass with a lay just ready to ready to welcome me into her nicole country. kidman with a she's got a wild boar skull over her shoulder because she's she speared it in the woods and she's gonna go take it she's gonna take you down to the luau where that thing's getting six we feet should try maybe. to get her on just to talk about the microclimates i think that'd be pretty interesting from her <laughs> You know? We should. I mean, first of all, we should get Nicole Kidman on this podcast. It's about time. But second of all, when you're in Hawaii, I mean, one minute it's raining, the next it's sunny. I know. You want to talk about microclimates? Fuck. But anyway, this commercial comes on every time and I forget. So I'm like stoned as fuck watching it. And it's just Nicole Kidman walking around a movie theater and she's just telling you in like kind of a sexy, sultry voice, just like, Movies are fucking sick, bro. If you don't want, if you don't, if you watch movies at home like a fucking pussy, <laughs> I watch movies like a big boy in the theater. Costs eighty five dollars for me and my chick to see one shitty fucking movie like a fucking boss. And then I cry every time that fucking commercial. Comes you on. love going to the movies. It's well, like- you know, I like Hawaiian chicks and all types of you know <laughs> AAPI representation. So you're saying, so Nicole Kidman is AAPI representation. Thank you, AMC Theaters. Thank you, AMC Theaters. <laughs> it's, Hawaii is literally in the center of the Pacific Ocean, 
I mean, you want Jason Pacific Islander? You want to talk? I mean, this is this is no. There's nothing more Pacific Islander than Nicole. (laughs) I'm just saying that I don't think she really. I don't think she screams. This this could be this could be a how long gone breaking exclusive. Obviously, I'm not the first person to look at Nicole Kidman's Wikipedia or her Wiki feet, but (laughs) this is a fun fact that I don't think. I was privy to. No, I, I I also wasn't privy to it, and and I'm I don't think I'm better off for knowing this. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you for once again blessing me with things that I don't care about. You mean not not so fun facts? Yeah, that's that's your kind of that's your zone. You know what I mean? Whether it's food or Nicole Kidman, it's only stuff I don't want to know about. But look, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to have you back in the country. I'm sure your body's happy to be back. Yeah, it is happy. Have you brushed your teeth? Or are you trying to kind of keep that mezcal flavor <laughs> on the gums, kind of to keep the vacation going? No, no. I I, I brushed. I, I took a. You know, it's 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 always hard. I I, I don't want to do it. What when you get home late? Mm-hmm. I mean, not late, but we we probably got home like 9 p.m. or so. That's late. Flight was kind of delayed, so mm-hmm. you know, you, you all you want to do is just put on some yammies and just kind of crash out. And so you put on your SpongeBob flannels and then <laughs> climbed into bed, or did you did you take the time to clean your dirty body? Yo, if if she got the SpongeBob flannels, you know the dick is getting, you know the dick is getting fucking miel mielled up. Some good pussy under these SpongeBob, under these sponges. But, but I, I pushed through, and I was, and I was thinking of, you know, don't, don't act on TJ of now. Mm-hmm. What would TJ of tomorrow want? And he would want smart, a, ni- smart. a nice long shower. You know, moisturize, mm-hmm. do a, do a, an extra long toothbrush in the shower. You know, really get a pop. And so I felt, I felt good and clean today. So you used, you used your hunts. <laughs> Uh, Marvis, Marvis, <laughs> custom collab toothpaste. When you got home, yeah, you toweled off that beautiful head of hair. Mm-hmm. You used your soft services to scrub down because I'm sure you didn't travel with it. And you're just, yeah, you went to the gym and everything, so you're feeling back. Like, what is what is TJ's battery pack looking like right now? I, I experienced that thing, and I'm sure it's something that you do as well. Like when you when you take some time off of the gym, I've never done that, but sure, go ahead. Well, in maybe our listeners might be able to uh, relate you think, to this. Don't do that. We don't have lazy listeners, Jason. Just <laughs> just talk about yourself and don't put this on other well, people. Well, look, sometimes like I, I I like to work out a decent amount. Obviously not nearly as much as you do, but we've you heard know, that. Yeah, we've it's heard a ru- you say it, it's this. a routine yeah. that I like to do and sometimes if you're traveling or you get sick or whatever it may be, you don't have the ability, you know, your workout routine of course, shifts and changes, it you suffers. have to alter it. So mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting uh, double edged sword where on the on the downside, you're you're out of practice, you're not warmed up, you know you're you're a little out of shape perhaps. But then on the plus side, you you have rested thoroughly, so then all of your workouts suddenly become much easier. That's the thing you've experienced, right? Mm, I, I have experienced it. It's more after I get like a great night of sleep, maybe like if I travel like. When we go from LA to New York and you get in kind of late in the afternoon, you're feeling a little groggy. And the next day you, mm-hmm. you wake up, you know, early, you have your cold brew, you have your ladder, and then you really go smash fucking berries. That's what I'm talking about. I've been there. Okay. Well, I'm talking, I'm talking about like if you, let's say, I mean, you like, you're a squat man. Let's say you're squatting every day mm-hmm. 
and obviously as time That's every day as time progresses as the yeah as the, the as we could take another lap around this crazy sun mm-hmm. you're gonna like i'm squatting 150 i'm doing two i'm doing two you know like mm-hmm. it, it goes up and up but then mm-hmm. you know you're tearing your muscles quite literally you're you're harming True. yourself so you obviously need to rest so then you can recoup well we just and do it again yeah you work a different muscle the next day but sure go ahead <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, that's actually a good idea. You should be a trainer. I know. Um, but when you take, you know, four or five days off of, of punishing that muscle and then you really let it, instead of just taking one day off, perhaps while you're doing chest course, and back, yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you go into it scared and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to like start over from scratch. But then suddenly you're like, oh, this it, it, things become easier. No, no, there's, there's some truth to that. And it makes you reconsider the whole resting and working out thing. Like doesn't, doesn't do that for me, but sure. I understand what you mean. <laughs> like this is, I know, but also theory. you're walking around, you're walking around every day kind of in pain. Yeah. I love it. That's what I live for. I'm in pain right now. <laughs> I'm fucking in pain all the time. You're, you, you, I come home, I watch billions and I, <laughs> and I make my chick step on my fucking penis <laughs> with her Louboutins. No, no, no. I don't, I don't like pain. It's, just it's a necessary part of the growth process jason and when you're trying to you right, know right, when you're right. trying to do no, this, i think the pain to you sorry to interrupt the pain to you is like <laughs> sorry to interrupt when the, <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's all i've done this entire 15 minutes <laughs> sorry to interrupt but you know i'm juiced up i'm excited to be home in, in cali but you like that pain because you know that means it's working. Exactly. You want when you chew up the oxy, you don't want it to taste delicious. No, you want it no, to have a right. yeah. If it tasted ooh. like if it tasted like spearmint, I would be pissed. Yeah, I mean when you yeah you, you're you're dubious when something is too good. You you want your smoothie to be a little mm, dead ass. Have a little mm, dead ass because otherwise it ain't working. I need the bee pollen to come through. You know, in the flavor right. profile. Well, we do look. Thank you for that great story about you um, having a good workout after five days of drinking and drugging. Um, but we do have... <laughs> I also had excessive diarrhea, so I had no weight gain whatsoever. <laughs> that No, that's the only good part of this trip. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's, the only, that's the only part I'm happy about. Uh, we, do have a guest, we do have a guest say a how long gone uh, MVP, former guest, and now podcast star in his own right, uh, Stephen Phillips Horst. You probably know him from Celebrity Book Club, the podcast he does. Uh, with Lily, both of them have been on the show before. Uh, fan faves, and you know, I've been listening to Celebrity Book Club, and you know, obviously, he's hilarious on social media as well, and mm. a, a great conversationalist and podcaster. So we need to have him back. We need we had to have him back on. We need to have elite podcaster tap in. You know, it's been a couple weeks since we've had one, so it's always nice to reset the clock mm-hmm. uh, with a pro. And he's he said to me that he's going to record locally on Ableton, mm-hmm. which is seems like he's straight so i want to confront him <laughs> about that no gay guy has ever said i'm going to record locally on ableton no 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 rostam has said that okay that's true maybe rostam did say that but he does this for a living he does it for a living so i'm like i that that tracks sph has a has a background in electronic music production we'll get into that we'll get into that okay all right let's let's give him a buzz let's give him a local zoom <laughs> All right, Jason, I want to talk to you about uh, David Smith. Uh, He's got a new show opening at Hauser & Worth in New York at the 22nd Street location. Uh, If you're not familiar with David, uh, he is one of the most influential, innovative artists of the 20th century, mostly known for sculpture. But this guy was doing his best work in the last five years of his life, which is uh, (laughs) kind of what I'm hoping for myself. (laughs) And just to be clear, his best work was done back in the 60s. It's important to note. When, when he did pass away. It is away. important to know, but the sculptures are very interesting. They're cool. Show closes April 13th. No one thing. David Smith, 
late sculptures at Hauser and Wirth 22nd Street Gallery, seven of the artist's most important sculptures from the very final years. These are very important sculptures from his final years, and as much as you want to touch them, they are look, but do not. Mm -hmm. Don't make us look bad uh, is, kind of, is kind of what we're saying. Don't go in there and start knocking stuff over. <laughs> uh, David Smith uh, is now open at Hauser and Wirth in New York at the 22nd Street location, and it closes on... April 13th. Got it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Jason, hair thinning impacts a lot of us. Uh, in fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. Yeah. It's not only common, Jason, it's normal. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to join the over 1 million people who are doing something about it thanks to Nutrafol. Hair thinning is complicated, uh, and the problem is it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, mm. um, which if that's the case, Jason, then you're in top physical condition. Uh, <laughs> internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, you know I like them thick, stronger hair. It's all connected, your body. It's all connected. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T. R-A-F-O-L dot com, promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code how long. This episode of How Long Gone is brought to you by Booking.com. That is Booking.yeah. Booking.com offers so many possibilities across the U.S. Uh, from relaxing beach resorts, which you know I, I love and I'm a big fan of, love to bake in the sun, to remote mountain cabins, we can go up there and work on your kind of acoustic album. Mm. The multitude of choices across the beautiful United States of America on Booking.com allow you to book whoever you want to be. I, Jason, you know me. I, I'm a different version of myself depending on where I'm traveling and who I'm with. You know, I mean, it's always baseline. Oh wow! It's baseline, Chris. Diva alert! It's baseline, Chris. But when I'm in Australia, it's different. But in the U.S., if I go to Florida, if I go to Georgia, if I go to California, if I go to Wyoming, you know, I, I'm going to switch up my swag a little bit. Oof! I can only imagine. I I just recently used Booking.com to take a little uh, post V-Day trip up into wine country, hmm. and I can't wait to see who I will be when I am there. So book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking dot yeah. Hello, 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 hello. Wow, hey, thanks. Were you just shaving your chest? You're four minutes late. Okay, simmer <laughs> all the way down. Wait, let's make sure, Steve, uh, Steve, make sure you, are you recording on your end locally? Is that what I heard? I'm recording locally, so yeah, I was just, we were having some audio stuff over here. Sorry, it's been a crazy day, but I am fully recording locally in Ableton. <laughs> I, I said to Jason, I said to Jason, I need to confront you because I don't think any gay man has ever said I'm recording locally on Ableton ever in the history of time. I think you're the first guy to utter those words. Other than Rostam. <laughs> um, I feel like Rostam uses Pro Tools. Sorry. Um, that's, a, that's a good point. He is a professional. That's a, no, yeah. no, no, no. You know, you know that Rostam starts in Ableton and he finishes in Pro Tools. Really? 
And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like that sounded a little nasty. Are you? Where are you? Are you in New York? Uh, yeah. Wait. So we're are we not doing? Are you, okay? So I'm on video. Are you guys not going to do video? Are we going to kind of? We yeah, we can do for you. <laughs> video. I, for you, I will. Where are? Wow. Are you in? Oh, you're in like a real studio, or is this just your house? This now? is my harm office, baby. <laughs> harm office. You see the little sticky notes, which kind of really gives a sense of activity. <laughs> You really are. You've you've lapped us. You're a more elite podcaster than we are now. I, I don't. It doesn't make me feel great, but that's just where we're at. You guys did have a New York Times uh, a spread, right? We did. Yeah, but we had but we had to pay for it. <laughs> a, you had to pay Caitlin Phillips five thousand a week. Um, B, I believe you were. Correct me if I'm wrong. Below the fold, is that right? We. I knew where this was going, and 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 you know, you're luckily that's Chris's kryptonite, Stephen. You're lucky. Yeah. Well if done. We, if Jason and I were gay, we would have been on the front page of the actual paper. You know what I mean? But you like we mm-hmm. are, we have some factors. <laughs> right. We have some factors working against us. It would and be. You know it. it would be. No, I know. Tall, uh, like how long gone? Trouble in Ukraine. Super Bowl <laughs> exactly. happened. That's how it would go. It's harder than ever to be two straight <laughs> white men in the cultural sphere. Okay? It is. It is. And I don't. But nevertheless, we persist. I would never. I would never complain. Obviously, because of the other privileges that I have, like being tall. Um, but I, you know, I'm not gonna. I just want to point that out. You know, as a fact, that's all. I just wanted to say it. You know, get on the record. You are correct. It's very hard for lesbians, especially, to be tall. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I know just, every, just scientifically true. speaking, I didn't know that. I didn't know that lesbians are under underrepresented in the tall space. I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it goes both ways. Because as a tall person, whenever I'm in the club, I always get singled out. Because every every gaggle of gals has the one very very tall friend Mm -hmm. and i i am the one who has to talk to her right because you guys are both up there in the clouds we're up in the clouds but it's she's they always got about 15 20 pounds on me (laughs) bigger shoulders than me and really kick ass at beach volleyball jason don't act like you haven't so i'm just saying you know they could be lesbian jason's run through a couple of you know sixth women from the wnba you know he's not getting (laughs) starters but he's getting he's (laughs) off the bench he can do it do you like that jason when you're in bed with a fellow giantess do you feel like that's fun that your guys hey you know we we both know the the field sort of thing you know you feel like you're on home turf a little bit do i like fucking wnba players yes Even I do. You like you like to slam dunk some of that. Like I don't fit on this bed. Neither do I, Jason. I'm like ah. ah! <laughs> but congratulations on being above the fold. Obviously, you got there with your talents and skills and connections, and not your uh, sexuality or um, or preferences. We call that earned media, baby. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I know. I know what that means. So you guys don't have a you guys don't have a publicist. That's awesome. Of course they of course they do. Why do you think you referenced Caitlin Phillips? Oh, interesting. Well, we had listen. We did KP at the beginning just to get the ball rolling. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I okay. look. I know how your whole operation is bankrolled. You're not fooling me. I'm on the back end. You know what I mean? I know what goes on in your little podcast. So yeah, look, there's a bank and it's rolling right by me. <laughs> everyone else is 
getting paid. You have a you have a producer that has reached out to me. There's a whole team over there. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole there's a whole clown car over there. That's for sure. We're looking we're looking to do a crossover episode, Jason. Oh, when unclear, but we're we're selecting. I'll, I'll let you kind of get involved in the conversation once that the terms have been you know kind of finalized. I don't like to waste your time. Thanks, man. Can I say the branding cohesion with you two right now is incredible. Oh. You are both <laughs> in green sweatshirts. You're in the darker forest, sort of more HLG branded mm-hmm. sweatshirt creates. Jason's in a light, more of a jade sea foam. This is vintage. This is vintage, sporty and rich. As, <laughs> uh, spring, summer, 19. Thank you. And uh, and my beverage is, of course, spirulina green. Um, Is that athletic greens? Is that self-made? This is not athletic greens. We don't fuck with athletic greens, bro. We're layered. I, I, I drink layered super food. I don't drink fucking protein shit made by a chick are you fucking crazy bro <laughs> yeah no that's nasty we're ready out here we got all our, what are you drinking over there you sipping on a little henny you got champagne um this is what i this is what i call spa water uh it's just a couple <laughs> couple lemons that i that i put into a nice jug from uh from lot less and then i keep it in the fridge all week bro the mason the mason jar is giving me your it's like country bushwick hybrid that i wasn't ready for today i wouldn't mind a little twine wrapped around <laughs> that mason jar was that a free gift from a wedding no listen you know, you know this was some pickled daikon some 899 pickled daikon unassociated actually speaking of that i was listening to chris this morning when i was doing my my cardio and and there was a funny joke that I just wanted to bring to light on our podcast. They were talking, uh, they made a mention saying like people who don't like pickles would be called non binary What do you think about that, SBA? <laughs> wow. <laughs> did I say that, Jason? You, you both of you guys got there together, but yeah. I did another podcast. I did a podcast called Powerful Truth Angels over the weekend. And Jason, you know, when I do stuff like that, Jason gets a little bit jealous. So he tries to kind of Can bring it up. I just say, on Jason, show, it's so. fucking cool that you're listening to your friend and colleagues' other work at the gym, like that you support that, that you're not just like, oh, he did some other bullshit thing without me. Well, I mean, you know, Chris, a little bit. So I kind of got to keep an eye on what he's saying <laughs> yeah. out there in the streets because. He'll come back to bite you. Because my, my, uh, my, it could hurt my family financially because <laughs> i edit this podcast but when he's out there in the wild i lose some of that control mm-hmm. how much does he pay you per month to edit the podcast can i ask you can bleep this out when you edit it you think i you think i pay him directly he just gets a larger cut of our overall profits chris doesn't pay me i i pay on the back end yeah yeah, yeah. i pay him from our account and then he pays me from our account <laughs> Sounds like we got a real Cayman Islands sort of round robin thing going on here. Don't worry, don't worry about, don't worry about us. I did learn to speak Swiss during the pandemic, so that's just a little hobby, a little hobby. Spotify pays me, and then I pay Chris, and then Chris pays me. Chris is Chris is in charge of how long gone LLC, and and therefore I I do the distributions uh, when when appropriate. Wow. But Jason mm-hmm. does take it. Jason, I've talked about this before. Jason deserves more money because Jason does more work. Even though I'm the face of the brand, the mouthpiece, etc. Right. This wouldn't exist without him. He's more important than me. That's beautiful that you can admit that. <laughs> that he that he can admit that he's the the mouthpiece and face of this podcast. How beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that part was a joke because I don't like to get too earnest, but this podcast runs on Jason. 
No Duncan. This podcast runs on jeans. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you got when you just brandished your, those mm-hmm. gorgeous piano fingers in front of the camera just now, Jason. <laughs> like you've got editor's hands. I don't. I don't think Chris's sausage fingers could really. <laughs> my mama, my mama, and my grandmama had editing hands too. It's it's just in my blood. <laughs> these hands. These hands are only for lifting and counting money. There's yeah, only those, two Chris, things. These Chris hands. Chris does can. have a sausage hand, doesn't he? And I got look at these editing hands. Yeah, you look like a chick. You yeah. look like a chick, and I can deadlift more than you that's what we how all do i look like a chick when my hands are bigger than yours chris what does that make you that makes you a fat chick the, fi- <laughs> the fingers are so i'm a slender. hot link and you're a sausage patty you little fat ass oh i'm sorry hey hey chris sorry was rachmaninoff <laughs> a chick <laughs> i something to think about maybe i mean i don't know i never saw under the hood you know what i'm saying i don't know <laughs> i ain't I, you know i ain't seen that i don't know don't you ask don't me questions you know i can't answer with. so so steve now that you've been in the other side of the new york times and by other side you mean both above and below the <laughs> fold because that's how big the photo i saw, was. I saw yeah it. you're not you're not above the fold you are the fold <laughs> could you guys do a is there a photo shoot that exists where you guys aren't like at a restaurant is that just <laughs> or is that the creative direction that you guys kind of push for <laughs> listen we're foodies okay, we okay, love, okay we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that Stephen. we love to consume i mean the process was first the process of where to meet the reporter was like this whole back and forth for a week where Lily and I were like, okay, what downtown iconic bar should we go to that's totally going to symbolize our brand? Dallas Barbecue. Oh, that came up. You know, they're so <laughs> cucked over there. I didn't think they would let a reporter go in public, you know, without two masks on and, you know, the whole thing. So it's <laughs> nice that they kind of did that, risked it. Well, you. It, was, it was a struggle. I mean, I first thought this wasn't going to happen because, well, the whole interview was separate. So we landed on the Beekman, mm-hmm. which is this like very cheesy. Are you, are you familiar? The Beekman? Yeah. Of course I know the Beekman. Okay. It's, it's now it's become part of the conversation again because of the terrible Anna Delvey show on Netflix. Oh, cuz she, she lives there. She like li- they they call the police on her because she can't pay her bill. And that's Spoiler alert. I thought she lit I thought she lived at the Mercer. Uh, it's 11 Howard, which is called 12 George in the show, which is amazing. <laughs> it's 11 it's a, she lives in a bunch of hotels, but 11 Howard, the Beekman and and the Chateau are the ones that are like mentioned like by name. Interessante. Yeah. Well, the Beekman was definitely giving very like a fair slash tourists beautiful room though beautiful room stunning room <laughs> um deep velvet couches mm-hmm. paintings of writers and authors books everywhere i mean you know i could get lost in a room like that yeah apothecary it's what, it's what jason's other it's what jason's other office looks like he's in kind of the more functional one today okay i mean i would hope that you actually do have a lot of fabric to absorb sound in your home recording studio jason and i don't see a ton of fabric back there you'll see i've got this curtain that I'm working with. I have a I have a Persian rug on the floor and a leather couch, but no, otherwise no. Okay. Um, but I clean it all up in post. Don't you? I mean, worry. If you want to send the file to our sound guy, we have an engineer. Maybe he could take a pass at it. Mm. If you just want to de-echoify it a little bit, but I mean that's that's totally up to you. Maybe your engineer and I could. Get on on your Slack and just kind of yeah, you could have a little powwow. Ping pong. It only cost, it's only t- it's only ten dollars a month to join our Slack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be done editing this podcast before your little engineer even opens the email, bro. You've seen the fingers. Honestly, that's probably true. I do think a more a, st- a more streamlined team is probably a better. Uh, a better way to go. Yeah. The street, you're looking at the team right here. It's very streamlined. That's why I shaved my head. I think you guys are doing it right. So tell me, so you go to the Beekman and you're looking around at all these 
Europeans and then guys with their mistresses. And you said, this is for us. I, well, we, we made the decision based on it was like, you know, we were like, oh, what about the plaza? Because that'll be so it's like kind of cheesy, but that's so us because we're totally post ironic. And then but it's, you know, it's also was featured prominently in the uh, Kate Hudson film Bride Wars. And like, you know, we're sure. really into mainstream comedies. So then, of course, we try to make a reservation at the plaza and like you can't really make a reservation like before six and, you know, there's COVID rules. Da, 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 da. Mm. So then we were like, oh, what about like Balthazar? That's too obvious. It's too now. It's already over. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we still want to be hotel. And then we thought, oh, maybe Margaritaville. We're so oh, we're so <laughs> hilarious. You know, <laughs> we're such populists. We're men of the people. Let's do Margaritaville. Let's do Dallas BBQ. But then we were like, mm-hmm. no, but the brand is really about like indulgence and luxury and martinis. And so we need to push that because this uh-huh. will be a lot of people introduction to the brand mm-hmm. so we go with the Beekman and of course none of this matters because like <laughs> it's not like the reporter's really talking about the Beekman in great detail not setting the this, stage in the way that you maybe wanted, wanted no I thought it was going to like occupy I mean I was really the way that I was trying to craft this narrative like we had a three hour conversation with this reporter mm-hmm. like every five seconds she's like so like how do you pick the books i'm like it's really not about the books the books are a portal <laughs> like we, really it's a jumping off point for our vision of the world like this is our pov and we're actually cultural analysts mm-hmm. and what we really do is dive into to food to fashion <laughs> to people to sexuality and like we really see as our see ourselves as cultural adventures as spelunkers <laughs> in the cave of conversation and like just going on and on and on and she's like yeah okay so anyway like why are celebrities funny and like just keep <laughs> kind of bringing it back to the classic Damn. like so I'm, well we, i'm we, so even though that we we didn't get above the fold i'm glad we didn't have a dud interviewer like you guys did no, listen no i listen i love our interviewer she was amazing and she was also from boston which was so cool because i'm from there i love you guys i love you guys calling her i love referring to her as an interviewer that's a nice that's a nice shade jason that was nice i don't know if you realize what you're doing but it was good. Well, as opposed to what journalist we don't say journalist. That's a little heavy-handed. Documentarian? Documentarian. I'm sorry. The lack of journalism that's going on in the media community, I think, is... What are you talking oh, about? I just, I just read this cool headline before we got on from a Substack, which is where I go for my journalism. Sure. Somebody pl- and it says, somebody please Columbine... As a verb. <laughs> somebody please Columbine the entire The Cut editorial staff. Wow. Well, I've, I've also seen that same headline, someone needs to Columbine the entire Drunken Canal staff. And is I that think a thing that it's people probably say? The same per, it's probably the, yeah, same, it's probably the person. same person. What substack yeah. is this? I've never heard of this substack before. It's called uh, cashedcobrashousewriter.substack.com. It, I don't. I don't even understand. Okay. It could just be a Columbine coincidence. You know, you can't spell Columbine without Colum. <laughs> kind of makes you think. Really makes me about writing. Someone's got their Condé Nast hat on today. I like that. Actually, says Nantucket. Um, I don't know if you can see. It is a nice Nantucket. What do you think is two tone? So, are you part of the vibe shift, or are you are you going against the vibe shift culture? Like, where are you at with this? Where am I at with the Substack article that Sean Monahan wrote nine months ago? That's a really good (laughs) question. That a the cut art that a cut writer decided to write about nine months later. Shout out to Sean, previous guest of this show. The cut writer was merely trying to signal boost sean and his work you know and and bring more eyeballs to, i bet he got more subby subscribers yesterday and death threats as well that's a, that's a good point good for sean as someone who also recently got press um from a girl i think <laughs> that 
it's it's really important to have your work celebrated in other media outlets, especially your sort of media work. Because what is the point of media if not to talk about other media? No, no, I I, I, mm-hmm. I would agree. I just found the whole thing. It, it is, I don't mean to sound like an old guy, but it was a lot of words. You a, know lot, I mean? a lot of words, a lot of, well, it kind of, I mean, I felt like it kind of inadvertently dragged Sean a little bit, like by accident, by just basically making the point that he was just saying that like, things change. But sometimes they don't really. <laughs> I mean, I think it's also all like fairly accurate. It's just kind of like when it's written. I don't know when it's like written out. You're just like, this is dorky. Yeah. But the like the fact isn't necessarily wrong. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this is probably all true. Yeah. All of it is correct. But you're like, OK, yes. Yeah. That used to be popular. And now this is popular. I don't like to read sneakers app written out personally. That's <laughs> that's a little bit of a problem for so me. The, the central thesis that Sean was putting forth forward of course is that we've had three major vibe shifts in the past 15 years <laughs> and you know you've gone from indie sleaze to sort of post hillary duff culture i forget what the middle one was and then there was um woke uh in woke hype beast woke hype beast which is what right. i would that's exactly how i describe jason to all our friends and coworkers. every podcast needs like one wokest and one anti-wokest you know you need a bernie bro and you need a hillarista <laughs> Um, Welcome to Hill- How Long Gone. Hillarista. I've never heard Hillarista before. Hillbot, I think, is also <laughs> um, acceptable um, in the community. Steven swims in some more political circles than we do, so he's privy to Yeah, you may know that I'm a former political consultant and speechwriter. Uh, you've told us that. Is AOC coming Is AOC coming on the pod, or are you kind of putting that off? We're actually getting lunch at the Beekman right after this. <laughs> well, AOC, once AOC finishes that book. Here's what I have to say about Sean's article, and I, I, I do want to talk about AOC's book. <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> We don't. But go ahead, sure. I do, I do feel like there is another sort of, like, you could just as easily make the argument and, like, have it completely be like everyone agree with you that culture hasn't changed in the past 30 years and you could just be like well everything's pretty much the same and there's no new ideas and things are going in circles and people are still basically wearing like semi skinny straight leg jeans and like (laughs) white sneakers and have been doing so since 1998 yeah i would agree with you completely on that i mean i think that's the problem with the internet is that if you want to (laughs) prove or disprove anything to people that already agree with you you can do that very easily yeah are there any other parts of the world other than new york no no the answer about- is no <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'm about to say the answer is no like vibe there's there's a vibe shift happening in every major metropolitan area all over the world from chicago to nairobi but new york is the only one that feels that like I have to tell other people that I also noticed that people are wearing Jinkos now, but then in like six months, they're not going to be wearing Jinkos anymore. And they're, you know, like why, like what, what makes New York people feel the need to, to tell all these people these things other than in hopes of getting a check, I guess. Um, well, no one's getting a check. <laughs> I definitely know that Sean is not making any money off of this, the cut article, except for perhaps an increased Substacks, but I mean, if, if if you if somebody reading this who is in the process of trying to hire a trend forecaster and they're like, this person really knows their trends, 
then, you know, the, he could be making a check. Sure. I mean, I guess there's like that. I mean, that's that's the possibility with like every, you know, it's like. What I are, mean, obviously, no one's making money doing any of this shit. So what is the point? Um, what is the point of New Yorkers trying to like make themselves <laughs> feel better than everyone else? Well, I mean, this is this person. I believe she's like a staff writer. So this is her job to churn this shit out. It's not like she like pitched this mm-hmm. and got paid three hundred dollars. I'm sure she's on salary. And it's like, but it did what we're talking about. It, it did exactly what it should do. It set the Internet on fire for 24 hours 48 hours mm-hmm. everybody talked about it and it'll go away like every other story well everyone on the internet that you see everyone on your little narrow feed chris okay <laughs> your little no that's true well, that's true. Steve, well actually Stephen, it's interesting because like these cut articles and these cultural articles like that that all of our little silo sinks our teeth into and tears apart and rips up in the group chat or whatever but also you know the rest of the world who are not trying to be cool and cultural and interesting Right. Do that about politics, right? And true, they'll just go on and on forever to have people talk about it. But you kind of swim in both circles, so which one's more fun? I do swim in both circles. Like a guy I slept with this summer in France, for example, is a teacher in Paris. Okay. He's always posting about strikes oh. in Paris, and I'm just like, next, boring, boring, <laughs> boring. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what he's not talking about is Le Vibe. <laughs> okay, it's not part of the convo. Okay, so okay, I think I know what you're getting at here, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen said the dick was okay, but I'm more into a union buster. You know what I mean? Hello. <laughs> so are you are you saying that I'm looking I'm looking for a scab to cross some picket lines? So it's so hot. when you have nothing in the world to ever complain about or talk about, there's no strikes, there's no civil unrest, everything seems to be going pretty okay in your life. That's when the stage is set for you to start talking. Oh, that wasn't even the point I was making. I mean, you're actually trying to like bring us down a notch. I mean, I actually think bring that. Bring it up a notch. No, I think it's maybe somewhat the reverse, which is that New York is, it's so, it's such a fucking hard city that beats you down. <laughs> and it's cold and the air is metallic and the trains are loud <laughs> and it's like sirens all the time. And every, I pay $6,000 to live in a shoebox. Like, I don't care where you come from or what you did when you come to New York. You start at the bottom just like we all did. <laughs> Hell fucking yes, it, bitch. It's the city of dreams. And that, that's what I hate about this city, but it's also what I fucking love about this what city. What I fucking love about this city. And that's why Nike allows me to be a creator on my Microsoft Surface. Um, and I'm creating skateboard designs every day while I work at the Standard as a barista, but also a sex worker. Um, no, the thing is... is and it's, ti- it's, time to, it's time to pay... It's time to donate. It's time to donate. It's time, yes. it's time of the month. Donate. Um, I have a I have a GoFundMe to launch my hotel business. So I think I think that as you know, as you know, ladies, it's not cheap to open a hotel. No, so, it's so not. It's really not, especially in LGBTQIA two S plus inclusive. Hotel. Is that is that a okay. new model of electric car from BMW or is that Steve? What do you think is more likely <laughs> to have the first LGBTQ 2.0 plus F series AMG edition? <laughs> is that is the first hotel going to exist in the real world or in the metaverse? There's already an LGBT. It, it, st- the standard is the LGBTQ plus S2 hotel. No, I think. no, 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 no. I don't know. No. Gay people are so fucking cheap and annoying. Like they don't they don't have any money because they're so lazy and they refuse to work. I mean, as you pointed out, I'm the first gay person you've ever heard of that knows how to use Ableton. <laughs> Like, we just don't have marketable <laughs> skills. And while we do sit around complaining and launching GoFundMe's. That, that's not true. That's not true. 
you guys have abs and like there's other stuff that you bring to the table. So yeah, so we, if somebody hands a, a normal gay person a laptop with with Ableton open, they just kind of hit it with a rock like a like a primitive man <laughs> yes. trying to open okay. something. That that laptop is going to be covered in pistachio unicorn latte. <laughs> Take it to TechServe, sweetheart. It's cooked. <laughs> Take it to TechServe. Oh, what a throwback. <laughs> really nice revealing throwback. my geriatric millennial. Uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> us, bro. That's us. That's all of us, So, Stephen, you were talking before about your interview and your interviewee about the the kind of closed-minded look at your show would be you guys do a show where you talk about books that celebrities wrote. Yeah. But it's so much more than that, obviously, so to everyone who listens that. to it, of course. And it's not like it's through the lens of a book, but... You guys use the book as like a, a way to kind of plant the seed or ignite the the convo. It's a jump. It's a jumping off point. It's Jason. a jumping off. Point. Um, we could also use the term access point. Um, portal is <laughs> it's definitely thrown around a lot as well. It's an API access point. It's an entryway. It's a sort of it's an, an a Narnia wardrobe, if you will. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, that's good because Chris likes menswear. So, <laughs> what what my question is is at some point because you guys are so good at talking and so good at podcasting that it doesn't it, it doesn't need to be about books anymore no, and i'm so fucking sick of reading i swear to god it's so if you <laughs> i read a book a week I, I thought you guys i thought you guys lie i didn't think you actually read the books at this <laughs> yeah, point i like, thought that we, was just you a got it. they use audible.com I, I mean okay first of all listening to a book actually takes longer than reading a book okay swag and even if you're doing it on like 1.6 speed or whatever because here's the problem, okay? Here's the problem listening to stuff. You can't go back. You know, you can't flip back. You can't, like, skim. You can't be like, oh, this part's yeah. maybe not that interesting. I'm going to mm. skip forward 20 pages. You know, I, mm. I, 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 okay, I drive stick shift, okay? Oh, no. Again, one of the few gay men with skills in this country. I'm impressed. I, I like to be in control of my vehicle. I want to be in control of my book. <laughs> I want to just, you know, I want to actually have... I want to be in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. right? I want to go forward. On my, I want to skip around. I want to read it at my own pace. I want to like. I want to go back if I miss something. You know, oh, what's that name? What's that thing? You know, you can't do that in an audiobook. You're just sitting there like a goddamn automaton. You want to ruffle your finger across some pages with like a weird little. You want to, yeah. You want to jiggle the stick shift on the Acura. This isn't some luddite. You know, I'm not like oh oh I love the tactile feel of the page. You know, oh I miss the dead tree version of the newspaper. <laughs> you know, I'm not that. I'm not that kind of anti digital person. It really comes around to control mm-hmm. and and to be able to enjoy a book and use the book in the way that you need to use this it. is getting sexual in a way that i'm not comfortable with i didn't take it for a top steven i'm verse and i, I have to be as i age <laughs> you can't be a, you can't be a bottom forever like you really have to be able to <laughs> i be didn't a know that when I you're past 30 in the gay community no i mean it's insane when you're like you can't just be like 42 and be like i'm 100 percent bottom it's just like good luck bitch <laughs> like you have to you you have to play the role of daddy as you get older. God gives his his toughest, largest <laughs> penises to its strongest <laughs> bottoms. Okay, <laughs> that is so true, <laughs> wildly true. Okay, so so what I was saying is obviously you don't you don't need to have it be about books anymore, and you never really needed that uh, access point to begin with because you guys are already so good at talking. You never needed the bumper bowls to be there. You could have been hitting strikes. The whole time. At what point are you? Do you ever plan on shifting it or changing it, or are you locked We're into this? We're slowly trying to seed in more content that is non-book, and you know to test it out with audiences and sort of see how those waters go. Um, uh-huh. So you know, non-book. <laughs> non- 
sort of non-book waters. Uh, we, I'm more in the non-book waters myself. I mean, I was always in non-book waters before this podcast. I'm sort of famously anti-book. I especially hate. I hate fiction. You hate. You hate fiction. I think fiction is such an insult. It's just like it. It's asking you to sit there and imagine all of these images in your head. Stephen, you're you're straight baiting right now, I, <laughs> and I like it. I per, I like fiction, unfortunately, um, but I don't disagree with what you're saying. It's it's asking a lot of the reader. Yeah, is what your issue is. It's like it's like it's unfinished. I'm just like, well, okay, you okay. Now let's see the TV show. Now let's see the movie. You know, like let's add. <laughs> we need costumes. I need actor. I need sets. You know, I need a little bit more costumes. here. Like I'm just sitting yeah, here. I'm reading your notes. Is Johnny Greenwood gonna score it? Is that a is that a straight guy? Okay, so so you don't so you're you're in the middle of that of a vibe shift of your own podcast. We're shifting the vibe somewhat. You know, we just did a Colin episode, which was really fun. Tons of positive feedback. Tons of activity on the Slack. Hop in there when you get a chance. Okay. okay. Um, you know, sometimes we'll do kind of uh, <laughs> or just like an aesthetic critique episode where we like talk about interior design for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And we don't read any books and we basically just make shit up. Um, mm mm-hmm. I mean, one of the fun things about our pod is, you know, we sort of do a lot of conjecture, okay. which is also very the vibe shift article, if you will, where mm-hmm. we just sort of like, there's just no way to fact check it. Um, and you like, and you <laughs> could very, like, <laughs> very similar to this podcast. That's exactly yeah. what we try to do. That's where Rogan got tripped up. All that medical stuff. They can check that. Yeah. You, get, you don't do you that. You know, Rogan, bless him. You know, it's just like, he needs to just figure out a way to have what he's saying be, be clear. It's just be idea based because it is idea based. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to be a fact checker either. I like that. I think that we're going to rebrand, Jason, how long gone an idea based podcast. I think that really kind of <laughs> that kind of frees us up to do. a Well, little more. then you can get into sort of the Aspen Ideas Festival circuit. I mean, that's where the real money is. <laughs> Davos, the, you know, the Atlantic, you know, thought center. Do you think do you think Jason and I can get invited to like Rupert Murdoch's thing? Like how far away are how we from- long gone are you from Rupert Murdoch's <laughs> summit? at like in Indian Hills golf. <laughs> we're speaking at a, po- we're speaking at a podcast conference next weekend in New York. Uh, thanks to our friends at, at Spotify. Steven, we should, we should link. Do you want to come? I'm actually going to be out of town next week. Um, oh, no. but I think Lily might be speaking at the podcast. What's it called? It's called it's like called on air. Fest. Yes. It looks so fake. And it was, and it's like, <laughs> and it's at the white hotel. They were like, there will be free lunch and snacks for everyone at the white hotel, including <laughs> drinks. I was like, wait. <laughs> it looks fake. So yeah, we're going to show up at 11. A.M. every day for the overnight oats. Get there, <laughs> get there fast. They go quickly. We're there. Yeah, for, yeah. We're, Jason's there for the snacks. I'm there for the kind of linking and building with all the important kind of you know stakeholders from the podcast universe, which I feel like is something we can't miss out on. There's a lot of people in the industry that Chris has been dying to chat with. Yeah, dying to chat with some guy that produces Radio Lab. Yeah. That's who I want to <laughs> chat with. There's some NPR. There's there's Vice is is going to premiere a new show that they've never talked about before. I'm like, what is Elite it? Elite podcaster Dr. Jane Goodall will be there <laughs> speaking. Okay, wait. Can I say? She's my Rogan. I saw her once speak at the univers- the American University in Paris. Um, oh, wow. When I was a student that, and she was <laughs> incredible. She just, I cried. I cried. She what, lit it on fire. She, beautiful soul. You know what I mean? Well, maybe, maybe, would you consider changing your trip to be out of town this weekend so you could stick around for 
them jeans and Dr. Jane Goodall? No, um, because my my I have I have. Where are I've you going? Tri- Where are you going? Are we off to Ibiza again? No, I'm going to an island. I'm going to Nantucket for a week. I'm going to an Nan- island. You're going to an island. Don't say island and then say Nantucket. Island is Jamaica, St. <laughs> Kitts Island. That's a. You're going to a white people beach. That's what you're going to. Yes. You could just say that. And you know who's from Nantucket, Chris? Who? Megan Trainer. Okay. <laughs> and she's got a lot of soul. I agree. I think Megan Trainer has more soul than Jane Goodall, in my personal opinion. For a Nantucket chick, she has been through a lot. She has. She's yeah. She has been through a lot. I what mean, are you going to be doing on the island? Um, <laughs> I'm on island time, man. I'm in Bumblecott, Nantucket, playing some steel drums at the old harbor. So, so it's in the dead of winter, the end <laughs> yeah. of February. We're going to pull up to Nantucket, some coconut mai tais. I- <laughs> I'm thinking this would be a great opportunity for my mom to take me out to an expensive dinner. Um, the way you're you're going with your mom. Well, no, my parents they do have a house there, so I'll be sort of checking in with them. Okay. But then I'm also sort of randomly, and this is you know this is embargoed, but I am kind of sleeping with this guy who does live <laughs> out there, and so I'm also going to be seeing him a little bit. When you say embargoed, does that mean I have to edit that part out, or? Is that for Patreon only? Yeah, it's, yeah. That, but that that twenty seconds is for your Patreon. If you want to know who only. Stevens fucking in Nantucket, <laughs> check it out on the Patreon. He's some guy. It, he doesn't. He doesn't say his name. It's just some guy that lives there. Is how he. Did. So Jake Gyllenhaal goes there a lot. Yeah, Steve, does he live? Does he live there year round, or is this just a summer home? Well, it's not the summer, but he is. He's doing like a sort of a project. He's a botanist. I feel like I've said too much. Oh, you know, botanist Christ. dick is some good dick. <laughs> bro, this guy, come on, bro. At, at the very least, it's clean. Botanist dick? Oh, this is crazy. This is a twist. I think half. it's I think it's cool to sleep with people who have like skills and like interests. And, no, you know? 1,000%. I, I wish I knew one person that had that stuff that you're talking about. I, but, it's the I mean, first time it's ever happened to me. I, <laughs> like, literally everyone I've ever been involved with is like another R word like me who's just like <laughs> who's, who's, who's just like purely lives in pursuit of their own like narcissistic like it's you know uh-huh. actually and attention so why does this why do you think this guy likes you first of all i'm a celebrity um, <laughs> i bet he has a subscription they do they can deliver the new york times by boat to nantucket i i'm, I'm assuming oh they do people know when when the ferry arrives that people are clamoring for news from the big city yeah, i can imagine that <laughs> they want to know what the well-heeled new yorkers are chattering about are they still wearing tabbies are they still wearing tabbies so yeah. your parents are going to be there and you're going to be like Sorry, mom. I've got a dick appointment with the botanist. I gotta go. Like, how is this gonna work? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I met a friend met, online yeah. who's a botanist. Oh, that sounds fun, Stephen. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna go talk about botany. <laughs> I love I love botany, mom. You remember that from growing up? I'll be home tomorrow. <laughs> we have so much botany to discuss. That I'll probably don't wait up. You know what? Listen, she's a mom. She is very involved in her own world. Have you come out yet to her? Does she still not know about this part? <laughs> about me fucking people who have like interests or about me being gay? Both, actually. You I, guess- you, I mean, I'm saying you don't have to tiptoe about any of this stuff with your mom or is it still a little weird? No, no, no. You know, in fact, she came out to me for me on Nantucket, in fact. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean she came out to you for you? You know I know you're gay, right? No, and she, and she goes, um, she goes, you know, Stephen, I I was reading that New York University is one of the best colleges to be LGBTQ. 
And then, and then there was like a silence. And then she just goes, that's my subtle way of telling you I know you're gay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. And when she said the first line, did the fresh squeeze orange juice just start spraying out of your nose uncontrollably? <laughs> were, were, was it shocking to you? Or was it comforting? You know, my heart started pounding a little bit. It's like, you know, you still have that kind of like, you you always regress when you're with your parents. You know, I always go back mm. to like age 13 mm. where I'm slamming the door. I'm like, shut up, mom. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want waffles for breakfast. <laughs> I want pancakes. I want pan, I want Rice Krispies. You stupid fucking bitch. With whole milk. <laughs> you Nazi cow. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Kind when of- you go to Nantucket, they're like, are they still only drinking whole milk in New York? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they read that caitlin phillips article from july <laughs> no i don't think anyone has a the cut subscription on nantucket <laughs> they don't allow that that'll get you kicked out of the small community unless unless you're cutting the rose bush that's about it so when you when your mom outed you was there a staff member around or is it just the two of you um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well i mean like i guess yeah i mean well okay there was the gardener there was the um the gardener knew the gardener already knew if you know what i mean honey the gardener was my first mm-hmm. um <laughs> no wonder you like you so you've been hitting botanist for a while then yeah there was you know there was the what the, the the florist which is different than the gardener you know the gardener like is not allowed in the house but the florist actually gets to come in and- your mom sounds like <laughs> your mom sounds like my type of chick i like to build with her sometimes she is an alcoholic i don't know if that's up your alley it's not mine as a recovering one i think i could maybe give her some help you know wait you are sober yeah okay that's okay you guys have the energy of like one of you sober i can't tell if that's bad or good but sure no it's it's just it's it's millennial but i mean it's good to have i mean my favorite thing about our podcast is like the duality of chris and i almost every single thing is like a yin and yang right which always keeps things interesting you know you don't want to have a discourse of two guys agreeing about everything the whole time it's not so fun i encounter this a lot in my work as like listening to other podcasts <laughs> randomly um thank you for doing the work where I, and i and i often actually think of you guys because i really when the word that comes to mind when i think of you two is balance you both are very funny but in this different way the timing is just a little bit different obviously there's the height difference obviously we discussed the sort of the hand makeup is like is you know giving different energy <laughs> and and i think that that's yeah that's really what makes tension exciting cuz sometimes you listen to a podcast and you know maybe they they both are funny but it's the same kind of funny they both have energy mm-hmm. but it's the same kind of energy and it just becomes mm-hmm. grating and i think this is the problem with a lot of faggots is where it's like they're all exactly the same and i think that i've never heard a podcast with more than one gay guy that i wanted to listen to for more than 30 seconds because oh. i'm just like this is too much faggotry and faggotry you know they're they're too similar to each other i can't <laughs> so even so at a certain point it's just two people going t t t T. Period, period, sis, T. And that's on period, and that's on <laughs> and sis. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> sis, sis. <laughs> what, is the, what is the number one What is the number one gay podcast? The Daily. <laughs> that's just fucking gay, bro. <laughs> He's not gay anymore. He, he left his husband oh, right. for a chick. He went back in the closet. That's so psycho. Not a lot of people go back. Truly unheard of. and it, Like, unheard of. I just meant the show itself is gay. I don't know anything about the host. But, I don't know. But maybe he also just, like, couldn't hack it as a gay. He didn't feel like he was, like, attractive enough because the gay world is, like, so intimidating and gym-oriented. Um, See, I find, the, I find the gay world very open and welcoming. The gay community is open arms for Chris Black for some reason. I don't know what it is. The one that got away, Forbidden um, Fruit, Unattainable? Just, uh, what could I, it be? 
Wish I knew. It's all those guys. The way you just said that, you know, that voice, that wish I knew. I mean, come on. So, so Stephen, you're saying she knows ex- she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. Please, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be accused of gay baiting once again on my own podcast. I'm sick of the slander. It's just like asking Brad Pitt, like, what do you think all these gay guys want to have sex with you? Like, <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he waking up? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. Yeah, Brad Pitt is always just waking up. You know, he wants you to think about bed. I I'm waiting to see him because I haven't. I feel like he's around, kind of like it's it's freeze. It's like Art Week in L. A. So people like and Brad, Brad Pitt loves is a sculptor. Freeze. He loves freeze. Art Week in L. A. I mean, come on, talk about movers and shakers. Sorry, Chloe Weiss doesn't live here, but we have some. <laughs> I actually heard I heard she's doing a book launch this week. Mom, I can't come. <laughs> I went to a great Mom, party. I'm going to Chloe Wedge's book launch. I went to a great party the other night and I was actually surprised because and then I realized all the good looking people that were dressed well were visiting from out of town. Mm. So then it all kind of made sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they did they did spring for a valet, which I thought was a nice a nice touch. Was this like, was oh, this good. was this like a an, at a space or a home? Venue? No, it was at a, it was at a space. It was at a space. It's this thing called Size, and the exhibition was called Vessels. But it's at like a space. And it's on. It's <laughs> oh, on. It was, it was vessels at size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The two things that you're very interested in, both of those things. Um, but there was a. But they hired a valet, which I was like, because parking over there, it's a nightmare. You already know. It's you know. I think hiring a valet is something Don't that everybody get should me do. Started on parking. This was in uh, Los Feliz. Uh, lower Los Feliz, West. Lower Los, lower Feliz. Los Feliz. West That's not Hills. a term. That's not a real place. I like it though. Lower Feliz Hills. What do you think about? What do you think about L.A., bro? Well, you know, I'm Californian by blood. Oh, are you? Both my parents are from L.A. So your so. parents have chosen Nantucket instead of Santa Barbara. They chose Boston, um, you know, because it's such a European intellectual hub. Your parents, your parents left California for Boston. Mm-hmm. What do they think they're Joan Didion? That's crazy. My mom would love to be Joan Didion. Um, she would love to be that thin. But I also think, I mean, my mom is like cosplaying as a wasp. Like that's her whole life. Cause she like, you know, she grew up wasp play. Ca- Catholic in the Valley. You know what I mean? And Encino. And so like, you know, eating canned, canned vegetables, you know, with a, with her, with her abusive mother, you know, very like 1950s. So like she has this idea of just like this sort of Kennedy fantasy that she's kind of playing out in the Massachusetts area. No wonder Chris likes her. I also, I have a sense. Your well, mom- what's, what's her, what's her drink of choice and what time of the day does it begin, Stephen? <laughs> Unless this is a triggering subject, we don't have to talk about it. No, absolutely not. It's, it's like around, if you are, if I'm like home with my parents, and it's like around five by fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll just be sitting there, like on on her many iPads. <laughs> she looks like Dr. Dre at the Super Bowl on her twelve iPads. Uh, yes, she, she's like an Uber driver with the eighteen different screens, and she'll just sort of look up and to no one in particular, just go drinks. <laughs> See, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's your cue to like make her a cocktail, uh, and then every, and everyone looks anything. at each other, and whoever's closer to the wet bar, it's their job. Yeah, exactly. Is it is it a salty dog? Is it a greyhound? She's definitely she's a savory gal, just like me. She loves um, as a child, she loved gin and tonics, and I rem- I have this memory of being a three year old, like maybe five. I guess I was walking up the stairs. Maybe it wasn't three, but I was I was holding a gin and tonic, and I took a sip of it, and I was so disgusted by it. Your your palate wasn't there yet. And I so it took me a long time to come around to G and T's because um, then I associated mm-hmm. them with my mom's sort of like you know withdrawal. 
um, uh, from you know from her role's mother. But yeah, now she she's mm-hmm. definitely she's a big martini gal. We're both like Grey Goose gals. We love to like sit down in a restaurant and go uh, Grey Goose. Oh, she loves gimlets too. And she always goes with fresh lime juice. Your mom, your mom sounds like a customer I wouldn't want to serve. You know, she she's she's a real gas. You know, she likes to ham it up. She likes to entertain. You know, she's definitely fun. Like to be in a dinner party. Is your dad? Does your dad hate her, or do they get along? You know, my dad is. <laughs> I'll say. How do I say this? My dad's a saint. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and mm. he's a real sweetheart. And you know, he's got his own rhythms. So, so he's uh, out. He's out back <laughs> working on the working on the under the hood on the Porsche having a Budweiser just regular salt of the earth he's so the not ever doing that kind of guy he, he's a huge nerd he's very like I'm going on a hike and like I'm you know let's go look at the stores mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know he's a he's like a, he's a doctor he plays piano you know what I mean he's kind of a faggot but he's sweet he's very sweet <laughs> he's got his own rhythms as a really nice way to say something about someone no that is that's great for like it's also, I think that's a great thing to say when you like, um, you don't want to hang out with someone. You're just like, well, they have their own rhythms. And I do, I have my, the, our time signatures are off. We both make beautiful music, but it's just not going to click. Yeah. Well, Stephen, at, at the end of your podcast, you guys have a segment of like, what, what does she eat? Where does she live? You know, that whole thing. Can you explain that? I love that you listen to my podcast, Jason. I just say not to be totally earnest, but as a fan of you guys, I will say I don't listen like the for the, the eleven episodes you put out per week because like <laughs> I have I have a life. Uh-huh. But um, it's whenever I whenever I pop in, I'm always just like it's always solid. Mm-hmm. It's always really solid and consistent. Consistency is key, Steve. Thank you. But yes, we do do a segment at the end because you know people like people like things when they know that they're coming. People love recognition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're at the club and you hear Katy Perry birthday. And you're like, I know that song. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so when you have like a recurring segment on a podcast, you're like, I know, I know mm-hmm. it's coming, you know? Yeah. People, they're wait, or I'm waiting for a weekend update on SNL. I'm waiting for Katy Perry's exactly. second song that's going to not be as good as the first song. Exactly. Even if you don't like it, it mm-hmm. it's good to know that it's there. So I want to I want to play that. I want you and I to do that, but for Chris. Is that okay? Yes. <clears throat> so what are what are the subjects again? All right. So it's what does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's start with what does she eat? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, you guys do talk about Erahan. Erawan. I mean, unfortunately, what does she eat? The answer is nothing. So it's kind of eating disorder vibes. <laughs> Not much is the answer I'm looking for. She's she's eating nothing. She's drinking a smoothie yeah. from Erewhon. It's eighteen dollars, and then for dinner she's eating she's eating a nice plate of fish. I was gonna say it's very it's airy. Uh, Eva Longoria, six ounces of salmon. <laughs> yes, six ounces of salmon on a large plate with nothing else on it, but like a, a, a lemon wedge. Victoria Beckham's eaten the same piece of steam fish <laughs> for twenty years. <laughs> really? She said she had the same, like the same thing for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Anderson Cooper uh, when he worked at uh, CNN, or maybe he still does. But I, where I was used to be an intern there, mm. um, and for a long time he would have the same lunch every day, and it was. Ham from Boston Market. What? <laughs> with with a double side of corn. <laughs> oh god! So this is lunch. Ham flap and a and with double corn for lunch. <laughs> a ham, a ham flap. 
Yeah, and, and Anderson corn. keeps it tight. Uh, he he used to keep it a little tighter, but I think he's. I would I would imagine he's losing. He's old his. though, man. Anderson Cooper's probably. I mean, he's a lot older than I think of him as. Yeah, I, that's that's like when you see the grandma who's like 120 years old and like I drink five vodka sodas a day and smoke and like in, in my day you could get double corn at Boston Market. <laughs> okay, grandma, let's get you to bed. <laughs> Not everyone lets you do double corn nowadays. It's fucked up. Double corn, double corn in Boston Market is something I'm gonna have to get jason to sample when we're back on the east coast i'm taking i'm taking tj out on the town with the how long gone card we got bms here in la too they're not as they're not a plenty but we have them you got a few bms in la i i I always feel like the bm like there's one left in the country and it's like it's in mass path there's a there's a bm in it in it in Atlanta that I believe was turned into a gas station. That's that's what I'll tell you. That's how good the business is. <laughs> hey, yeah, cut out the middleman, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So I was sitting right there. Okay, so yeah, she she's eating a plate of, of steamed fish. On the side is some lightly dressed arugula. Mm. There's no dessert. There's no dessert. But I think but the, the thing with Chris is he always, he always has the same meal type of thing. But then... At a certain point, a little sneaky something happens, like a little cheat bite where it's like a punishment kind of thing. It, it is like a step on my testicles with a high heel kind of food <laughs> moment. What do you think that is for him, though? Is it something really sad that's not even indulgent, like a gluten-free like pumpkin cake with something just like <laughs> sad that no, looks no, like no. it's been drizzled with cum or something? <laughs> <laughs> Come drizzled gluten free chia chia cake. It's in the plastic. It was yeah. it was baked three weeks ago. And it's called like Lisa's cakes, and it's like seven ninety nine at Erewhon, and it's like this <laughs> big. It's really dense. It's it's so dense. super dry. Lisa's cake. Okay, we only Chris has a hard out at one. Wait, so. okay, my wait, but quick question: Do you think it's Soda Stream or not? I feel like. No, no, no. There's no SS in that. Oh. Actually, Chris drinks his water out of the I gallon. I would never nice use that disgusting machine. Oh. Gallon edition. It's, it's going to take a lot of gas. Yeah. I'm working on a custom vessel for my water intake. We'll talk about that on, on a later episode. Excited to see what you come up with. <laughs> Let's do one more. Uh, where, do, where does she live? How does she live? How does she live? I mean, I assume this office is not such a reflection of his taste. It's pretty blank back there. What's going on with the, the closet space? No, this is not a reflection. I mean, I could I could show you the Vitso, you know, um, you know, over Ooh, here okay. with the wow, with the Eames padded, you know. <laughs> It's kind of a modern day Unabomber vibe. That's exactly like no. That's exactly what I'm going shelves, for. Shelves, books. Wow that that is a good read on Chris. That's perfect. It's kind of when they show like when they they like find the like assassin's apartment and like the police like get to the assassin's apartment, but he's been gone for two weeks, and they're like, "Who lives here?" And it's just like there's like a couple magazines and like no clothes, and they're just like, "Huh." He's got his pan out and he's picking up a sock with it, looking at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's one cum drenched sock. Hard as a rock. Hard as a rock. He's definitely on the move. (laughs) It's been weeks since since this evacuation. Man, fuck both of y'all, man. Damn. All right. I live good. I eat good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to pod. Like I said, Chris does have a heart out, but it is always a treat having you on. And and thank you for taking the time. I have a heart out as well as you know. I have to get to Nantucket. I have a lot to do over there. Okay. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm a huge fan of you guys. Um, Realist in the game. It's a a reciprocal relationship. And we'll we'll do a crossover episode of, of, of Celebrity Book Club. And, um, you know, you're you're always welcome here on How Long Gone as a reoccurring character in the How Long Gone universe. I love that. I love to be part of the extended HLG fam. <laughs> 
And we'll see you guys in the Slack after this, and then we're really going to get into it. <laughs>